0: hi everybody welcome to living life quiet time for august 20th today our lesson is dealing with guilt and sin and before we get into today's uh, reflection we want to just simply state that the biggest problem facing the world today the biggest problem that we have in our world as human beings uh, is not climate change it's not political differences but our biggest issue is sin. So there's a lot of people around the world that will tell you what's the biggest issue, but we want to establish the fact that we all deal with this issue of sin in our hearts without us doing anything. When we hit a certain age, all of a sudden there's selfishness, there's greed, there's hate, there's envy. And what we're going to be exploring in our reflection today is how does God deal with it? What is God's answer? What is God's fix to the biggest problem we have on earth today, which is sin? So we're going to be reading today out of Leviticus. So I invite you to join us as we read the scripture together.
1: Leviticus chapter 6 verse 24 through chapter 7 verse 10. The Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron and his sons, These are the regulations for the sin offering. The sin offering is to be slaughtered before the Lord in the place the burnt offering is slaughtered. It is most holy. The priest who offers it shall eat it. It is to be eaten in the sanctuary area, in the courtyard of the tent of meeting. Whatever touches any of the flesh will become holy and if any of the blood is splattered on a garment, you must wash it in the sanctuary area. The clay pot the meat is cooked in must be broken, but if it is cooked in a bronze pot, the pot is to be scoured and rinsed with water. Any male in a priest's family may eat it, it is most holy. But any sin offering whose blood is brought into the tent of meeting to make atonement in the holy place must not be eaten. It must be burned up. These are the regulations for the guilt offering which is most holy. The guilt offering is to be slaughtered in the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered and its blood is to be splashed against the sides of the altar. All its fat shall be offered. The fat tail and the fat that covers the internal organs, both kidneys with the fat on them near the loins, and the long lobe of the liver, which is to be removed with the kidneys. The priest shall burn them on the altar as a food offering presented to the Lord. It is a guilt offering. Any male in a priest's family may eat it, but it must be eaten in the sanctuary area. It is most holy. The same law applies to both the sin offering and the guilt offering. They belong to the priest who makes atonement with them. The priest who offers a burned offering for anyone may keep it tied for himself. Every grain offering baked in an oven or cooked in a pan or on a griddle belongs to the priest who offers it. And every grain offering, whether mixed with olive oil or dry, belongs equally to all the sons of Aaron.
0: You know, after reading the scripture, we see that God set out meticulous regulations on how the sacrifice for sin had to be done. So I wanna focus in on that word meticulous or regulations on how sin is dealt with. And hopefully after my introduction and the scripture reading, uh, we're all in agreement today. You know, the biggest problem facing people today is sin. The biggest problem we deal with in our lives, in our family, in our hearts, in our church, when there's unrest, when there's division, in our country, when there's violence, when there's disunity, the problem always goes back to sin. That's the problem, and the solution is Jesus Christ. The solution is His sacrifice on the cross. But one of the ways that God works is he works in meticulous ways. God works according to his principles, to his rules. So one of the things we notice in Leviticus is that God gives Moses very specific, very detailed rules on how the sacrifices should be done. And it gives us insight into God's personality. It gives us insight into God's mind. You know, many times we as people, we like to do things our own way. We like to cut corners. We like to take uh, shortcuts. We'd like to wing it. We like to do things uh, how we see fit or how we think things should be done. We like to feel our way through things. And what God is trying to teach his people is no, we don't take shortcuts. We don't do it our way. We don't do it the way we think or feel is the best way to do it. How do we do it? We do it according to God's word. We do it according to God's rules. We do it according to his regulations and to his principles. So God was teaching his people, disciplining his people, that they had to present the sacrifice to him on a certain day, at a specific time, and at a specific place. There was no cutting corners for these people. They had to do the sacrifice God's way, the right way, so that's a very important principle. When it comes to sin in my life, in our life, in other people's life, we just can deal with it in many different ways. There's one way to deal with it. And Jesus say, said that he is the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. So the second thing after meticulous that I wanted to focus on on our reading today uh, was that God gave um, Moses instructions that the sacrifice should take place at a specific place, that the sacrifice had to take place at the altar, that the sacrifice had to take place in the temple, in the place of God, in the tabernacle. So for us, for you and me, what that means is that the sacrifice of Jesus Christ happened at a specific place, at a specific time. 2,000 years ago, Outside the walls of Jerusalem, Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. It was a special place. It was a holy place. And that's where the sacrifice happened. It doesn't happen based on my good works. The sacrifice doesn't mean, well, oh, I got up in the morning and I went to church. So look at my sacrifice. I'm a good person. No, the sacrifice that forgives us of our sins was Christ's sacrifice. And that happened 2,000 years ago uh, in Jerusalem. So God gives specific instructions that it must be done in a certain way and it must be done in a certain place. And then the third thing I wanted to mention is how God provides for His people. God provides for the priests. You know, the priests had the job of receiving the sacrifices from the people, and the priest had the job of sacrificing the animal, and once the animal was sacrificed to cover the sins of the people, the priests were instructed to eat it, okay? The priests didn't have any other jobs outside the temple. This was their full-time job. They worked 24-7 for God in the house of God, in the temple. So God designed a system that when people brought the sacrifice for their sins, and the priest sacrificed the animal, right? Then the priests were instructed to eat, and they ate every day because of those sacrifices. In other words, God provided for his people. God provided for his followers. God provided for his servants. And you, my friend, if you are in the ministry, If you are working in the local church, if you lead a Bible study, uh, you teach Sunday school, you're working for the Lord, you're counseling people, you're praying with people, you're discipling people, you're helping people to know God, God has a promise for you that He's gonna provide for you. God is not only gonna provide for you financially, but God is gonna provide for you spiritually. He's gonna bring people into your life that will encourage you and lift you up as you perform your priestly duties. So let's conclude. You know, as we pray together, uh, this reflection today was a good reminder that we help people not in ways that we think is best, you know, using psychology or telling our stories or sharing our experiences, but we help people to forgive and find salvation through God's principles, His rules, His laws, His regulations. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father God, we pray right now in Jesus' name that each one of us that's listening and hearing and reading through this reflection today that we would acknowledge that you, Jesus Christ, are the one true way. And Father God, it's not just through our stories or our experiences or even the use of psychology that we help people, but it's through the death, sacrifice, and resurrection of Jesus Christ that our sins are forgiven. So Father God, help us today to remember that every single day and Lord God, As my friends, as my listeners and viewers today, if they are ministering to others and leading others and and serving in different ways, that you would supply their needs according to your riches and glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Chief G-